Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. Today I'm joined once again by Alex Miller with another huge round of football to discuss. Plenty of close games this week, mate. I'm just going to get it off our chest right from the very start. The A3 Cup, second game of the year, goes to the Bombers. Uh, my fucking team's 0-2 in the A3 Cup. <laughs> we, are, we are not travelling well at all. But now, well done, Cat, to your Dons. Um, they've lost 13 straight, so we had to give you one eventually, but... Um, very, very good game it was. It was an entertaining round of footy, so keen to get stuck into it. Lots of positive chat this week as well at A3, and I've got a very special rapid round lined up for you, Mr. Catalano. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's my punishment for getting the Bombers over the line on the weekend. Let it be known, no one beats Essendon 13 times in a row. Uh, no one, Alex Doherty, not even the Tigers. Not even, well, that was the longest one going. Uh, we just need Gold Coast to beat Port, and then all the streaks are dead. Oh, well... Footy, footy never stops, does it, Cat? And uh, what a huge episode we've got for us. Uh, I'm keen for a big, big out on Supercoach. There's a lot, lot, lot that's happened on the fallout of round 10. Um, and i tell you what, Miller, how, how's it feel to be at the bottom, mate? And the eight <laughs> for the first time you're down there. Uh, look, I've needed to be humbled. But, um, look, it's it's nice the way your two teams are travelling, particularly yours, Doc. But, um, look, it's Five good. Five episode. Yeah, they're playing very well. Yeah, some big win streaks going around in the AFL at the moment, but we're going to focus a bit on the teams that maybe haven't been travelling so great uh, so far this year because there's a couple we haven't really talked too much about yet, uh, Miller, and Hawthorne is one of those teams. They got their second win of the season this week over the Eagles in the Harley Reid Cup, so they lost the Harley Reid Cup. They've bloody bumped themselves up to 16th <laughs> doing that nonsense, but... Uh, it was good to see them up and about and, and playing well, even if it was against a Waffle team. Yes, well, it was good to get a practice run on a Sunday for Hawthorne. They'll be pleased to have a nice run around. But no, they were clinical and, and credit to them. We'll talk a bit, we'll dissect that game a fair bit. But I just, the last couple of weeks have been very interesting, I think, Kat. They were competitive last week in the second half against Melbourne. Mm. They were also gave the dogs a good push, I think, for a good four-quarter effort, really pushed Adelaide to the line down in Tassie and same with the Giants a couple of weeks prior. So, it's been an interesting season. It was sluggish at the start, Doc. Obviously, they got smashed weeks one and two, but they've shown a lot of upside. And I think that you look at this overall team, I know there was a lot of talk in the offseason about who are going to be the guys to improve, but you could rack off the names with guys that are having really good career best seasons. Yeah, they've been. It's been interesting to sort of watch where Hawthorne develop uh, this year. A lot of people were expect, half expecting them to tank after uh, the offseason last year. Um, but Sam Mitchell has parked the tank bus, and he says, "No, nah, we will. Uh, we will not be chasing Harley Reid this year. Or maybe they still are. Maybe we've still got. We've still got like half yeah, a year. To, <laughs> half a year to go. But <laughs> I thought talking about Sun, talking about Sunday's game. I thought that was terrific, and they probably needed some reward for their effort because, like you said, Miller, I think for at least a half against the Dogs, they were very, very good, and I think they're going to be pushing a lot of sides uh, this year. The, uh, my mob." Uh, they were very, very good in the second half against Melbourne. Um, the game against Freo was a bit of a letdown, but apart from that, the last five, six games they've been extremely competitive, and a lot of and a lot of these games would have had me sitting. Oh, you know that's all right. That's pretty good from them. But I think it, a lot of it stems from their young midfield core. Yeah, we, we, absolutely. We, we talk about guys like Newcomb, guys like um, guys like Will Day's actually sort of made the transition from defence to midfield this year, and I've been. Thoroughly impressed with how he's tracking along with his development as well. But guys like Cam McKenzie, Cat, is, you know, he was top 10 draft pick uh, last year, but, and he's really come into this team. He was dropped a couple of weeks ago. Um, he was a bit sort of lackluster, but he's come back in, responded very, very well, I thought. 
Yeah, one of those guys that um, I thought was maybe going to be on the outer now when he did get dropped. But yeah, credit to him. After a few weeks playing for Box Hill, he's looked electric since he's come back, Mackenzie. And this week was great. 22 touches, two goals. Uh, so many of these kids we could highlight, Miller. We talked about this guy last week off air, but we've got to give him his flowers on air. Brother Seamus. Seamus yeah, Mitchell. Brother Seamus. We're a big fan of this kid here at the podcast. And He's shown a lot. Uh, I know he's originally drafted as a guy that looked like he could be that small forward type, but trained as a defender when he came to the Hawks, and he looks like he's added a fair bit off halfback. Absolutely, Kat. A lot of natural ball-winning ability as well, I think, for a guy that um, you can see he's obviously got a lot of attacking um, arrows in his bow, but he's got a, a nice bit of footy IQ. I, I thought he was outstanding. Sam Butler's another one, Kat. I know you're very high on him. Yes. We all love him, but you're really high on him, and I think that we saw today, we've seen previously what, how raw he is and what he's going to be able to fill out to be, and he played really well, I thought, yesterday. And Nine more involvement and yeah. three assists for Sam Butler. That's amazing. That's very incredible. And I just think yesterday in particular, everyone played really well their roles. I think that um, James Blank did a really good job, Dan Black, uh, Dan Back, sorry. Tyler Brockman played really well. Kent. Um, yeah, he played very well, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed. Um, but also, I think their off-season recruits have done really well. I think Amon's had a really underrated season. Um, he's done a really good job, I think, filling out the role. And also their draft picks. I mean, the Weddle. Oh, my God. That's Weddle. Oh, my God. He's evolving very quickly, young Weddle. Two goals <laughs> and 28 touches on the weekend. He's enormous. Has, has, he, has he turned into Josh Kakuna yet, Cat? Or? <laughs> he's getting there, I think. What, what's, what's, there. That, what's, what's the process at the moment? He so was rich. massive. I love yeah. this kid's show a bit of versatility, Doc. And he's only played a handful of games, but he's shown he can play down half-back. He can pop him in the forward line. can put him along the wing. He's got a, a fair bit about him, and... He's one of these kids that sort of has come out of nowhere for the Hawks too, which would be really promising for Sam Mitchell. Well, a lot, a lot of the fuss cat was about you know, how the Hawks acquired him last year in the draft. He was, I think, he was taking, I think he was taken early in the fir- uh, mid first round. I'm pretty he sure. A bolter, wasn't um, it? Yeah, he was. Uh, I think Hawthorne coughed up a lot, a lot to get him. I think it was a future second and and, and and a bit and a bit of extras in in return, but. Um, some people had real high high expectations of the kid. I sort of I wasn't exactly sure where, where he was at. He was sort of you know very slender frame, but he could use the ball. There's no doubt about that. But I thought uh, this game on Sunday just really showed what he's capable of. Just is an all round talent, um, yeah. and the fact that he can he can go forward. He loved he loved his first goal last <laughs> week. How, how good was that? Oh, the celebration was huge. Just launched it off 50 metres. Just an absolute cannon. It. He made it look effortless, Miller. It was, um, it was <laughs> incredible. Yeah, he's been very impressive. So I, I think as well you just look at what this group's doing. Boys, they're on a really good level, I think. Um, I think Bramble's done a good job as well. Recent weeks, boys, really finding his role. And yeah, Mitch he was one I wasn't sure whether he was going to get back into the team as well, Miller Bramble, but credit to him. He's done very well. Yeah, he's done well in a side cap that's got a lot of rebounding young halfbacks. And look, I think Bramble has his moments. He makes some mistakes, but we're all human in the end. And I think that he's made some positive sort of steps towards, um, you know, improving his game. 701 metres gain yesterday. 100 more than Sicily, which was the next best on the ground. So that's outstanding. But Mitch Lewis, boys, I just want to talk about him. I know (laughs) they missed him a lot during the start of the season, Doc, but... You saw it firsthand watching him when he's first came back against the Dogs. He was just teasing that game. And 
We finally got the full package and what he can achieve. You know, six goals to 24 touches, eight marks. But he's just going to have easily a top five best set of hands in the AFL as a key forward. He's got a great clunk on him, Miller, doesn't he? Um, he does. And I, th- and I think it's been processing the last 12 to 18 months just how much upside this guy really has got has re- really has. And I think, look, it's a bit... Maybe it's a bit low-hanging for it to say, oh, yeah, Tom Barras didn't play for the Eagles uh, yesterday. Mm. But it's still – you've got to deal with what's in front of you, and they still had – he still has to convert those opportunities. And the fact that he's managed to convert six, probably could have easily had more. But the fact that this is probably the game that he needed to have to really yeah. shoot up that confidence that he sort of needed, to be honest. Because, yeah, as you said, the game against the Dogs was his first first for the year. He had a really interrupted preseason. Um, could have ended up easily with a bag of four or five – definitely more but the the fact is I was quite you know he, he's always been capable of taking games apart with his hands and mm-hmm. aerially like if he's one of those guys a bit reminds me of Mason Cox in a way like if he if you get it if he gets the ball at the highest point who no one stops him no absolutely I don't know if he's going to be too happy with that comparison doc um but it's <laughs> fair enough uh poor Rhett Bazo is never going to want to play footy again after <laughs> Being absolutely thrown to the walls in this oh, game, but there was no oh, one else to man him. They, they didn't have any support down there for anyone. But no, they're look, all bloody injured. Your, your man do? as well, Cat. I know you want to talk a bit about him, Connor Nash. Uh, you can rack mm. off his stats yourself, but I, I thought his impact not just this week, but the last month has been outstanding. Yeah, we know that you know Clarko sort of used him a bit as a, a tagger when he first came into the side, and he did well at it. Um, didn't really seem to know where his best position was. He was a forward for a while, but. Um, Sam Mitchell's identified that this man is a pure inside midfielder and he's 198 centimetres tall, which is absolutely insane. Uh, when he's getting 30 touches, nine score involvements, eight marks, um, eight clearances, so he attended 18 CBA, so he's basically in there for the majority of the game, eight tackles, six inside 50s. He's got so much upside, Nash, and it's easy to forget that he is so young still. He's only 24, which puts him well and truly in line with the rest of this young midfield core. Um, but what's really impressed me with the Hawks over the past few weeks, and this win kind of culminated um, the majority of it, is that unlike when we maybe had the discussion about the Eagles a few weeks ago, we can see where the future of this Hawthorne side's going. We can see what the game plan's building. We can see who the players they're building around are, and I think it's a pretty clear path forward from now. Uh, this game will put a lot of confidence into these young kids, Miller, but... Just identifying the game plan. Lewis is the key target. The back line's starting to form together. The midfield group's definitely falling together. And we're seeing these kids that can hit the scoreboard. So I think they're building something very nice at the moment, Hawthorne. Yeah, I, I think the foundations, Doc, are in all the right places. They've got good pieces around the right positions. And a couple of guys that obviously aren't as young but have been really good. Um, James Warple, I think, has had an underrated season so He's far. Back. He's back. Great the He's back. Great shout. Great been really good, I think, Doc, with his clearance work, but he's really worked on his kicking, something that I wasn't – I thought James Warple's always been a talented player and given the right opportunity, he would excel. And he's putting it all together now, but also Sisley is captain. I, I like his leadership style, Doc. He's got a bit of – obviously a bit of mongrel about him, but his aggression in terms of how they want to play and how they want to approach games and this almost, you know, never give up mentality is really reflected onto the rest of the group. Yeah, I look. I think back to back to the the core the core setup of this team. I think the spine's really really healthy. Um, yep. I think if they find another key forward for um, Mitch Lewis, I don't know if Kaz- Kazitsky's the right answer for him. 
Um, yeah, he's, he's struggled when he's played Kaczynski. Yeah. Um, Granger- Would you throw Granger Brass forward, Doc, given he's struggled a little bit in recent weeks? Oh, look, it's probably worth the sh- it's probably worth the ch- the, the shot, uh, particularly in the second half. We all know Hawthorne won't play finals, but it's probably more about experimentation than anything else at this yeah. point. Um, there was there was a tweet uh, this morning, and I'm interested to hear what you boys think about it. It, it does involve the um, the pick one because I think at this point it's probably about a given that West Coast are going to get it. But if if but the Hawks currently, I think, well, they'll let's say they end up with pick two. Yep. Do, do they do they trade? Do they switch that and add a player like a Denver Grange Barras to West Coast? That that gives them an extra young player to help with their their development, and they get number one pick in return. They get Harley Reid, and they pretty almost. I would you would almost guarantee the completion of that midfield nucleus. Jeez, it's a tough. It's a very very good midfield group. I think if you think that he's that much better than the guy that you're looking at at two or three, you have to try. Well, I, I think I think Miller that it's pretty it's pretty clear cut. Harley Reid's number one, and it's yep. daylight between him and number two. Whether it's uh, Nick Watson or Ashton Moore or whoever Zane Dersma. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Look, it's tough, Doc, because if you are West Coast, you there's always something in the back of your mind ticking about will he leave. You know, given, you know, Harley. Um, look, it's a tough one. Look, I think th- I still have a lot of faith in Granger Barras. I think he is going to be a good player. He hasn't had a good run with form and injuries and just been – he's had some really rough games where he's been towed up and probably hasn't done his confidence very good at all. But if you are West Coast, you are sitting in the driving seat, really. Look, they got smashed, but they are in the position for the Harley Reid um, you know, draft picks. So, look, it's a great question. Um, I mean, West Coast need a whole bit of a gutting. So, if you're looking for <laughs> te- players and assets and you're heading towards a rebuild, I think it makes some sense to me to trade down to two. The other discussion that we were having earlier in the day, boys, was whether Sydney look at uh, a similar situation, WA boy and Logan McDonald, whether West Coast are interested. Obviously, they'd have to be. There's nowhere they wouldn't be. <laughs> Uh, great partner to Oscar Allen if they could get him over. If they go a pick one and pick one over for McDonald and whatever Sydney's first pick ends up being. I think a lot depends on where Sydney, Sydney finished, Doc, is my thing with that. Because if they if they finish seventh to fifth range, pick-wise, sorry, um, you'd have to consider it. And if I think you, you are, take that in half. If you, yeah, if you are West Coast, you need a key forward. Um, to support Oscar. So, and I think Harley Reid, I don't know why, but him and Chad Warner, they could just be a naughty, <laughs> naughty duo up there. Oh, hello. Duo, mate. They're batting about five, six oh. players deep in that midfield. They got Harley in there. My, my, my only concern about that is that I think Sydney hold Logan McDonald as, as, a, as a really key player for the next five yeah. years because we know, but I think this is going to be Buddy's last year. Um, yeah, it has to be. Um, and, and, we've, and we've all. Put stocks in towards the Amati party. I think he's. I think he's about to take off. <laughs> yep. Um, get the streamers in at the party. Get yep, them off. Get that in. Um. I, I think those two are going to be critical to how Sydney go about the next couple of years while they try and work their way back up into Premiership contention. Because from what I saw, look, their injury hit at the moment, but there's nothing that suggests that they're going to play finals mm. this year. No. 
Oh, that would be one of the biggest stretches in the bloody world of footy if that happened. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, quickly, sorry, just quickly uh, to wrap up Hawthorne, sort of cat, I just wanted to say they've got an interesting couple of weeks. Um, I'd love to get you and Doc's thoughts on it. I'll start with you. But they've got the Saints this week, which will be a tough test. Port is obviously going to be really tough at Adelaide Oval. And then Brisbane at the G, Suns at Heritage Bank Stadium, and then Carlton. So it's an interesting sort of five-week block. How do you sort of assess it, Cat? Because – those first three teams, obviously, St Kilda, Port and Brisbane are top eight teams, mm. even top four sides. How do they achieve a pass mark in those games? What, what are your sort of expectations? I think they just have to push them. I think they want to see no blowouts in those games. I think the Brisbane game probably – Brisbane and Port will be hard to not get blown out by. But that same sort of effort, um, I think we haven't seen Hawthorne play a really complete game before. This week, the Adelaide game was pretty close to complete. Um, but if they can just show up for four quarters, keep it within a few goals for those two games, the other two push them all the way, because mm. following that, they've got games that they would be marking down as winnable. Gold Coast, it is up on the Gold Coast, but you've got to try, um, and I think they can crack into that. They should be trying to push Carlton the way they're playing at the moment, and that's followed up by the, the Giants in North Melbourne. And in Richmond, all games that they should be penciling in, saying if we give this a crack, we can actually get some wins on the board here. Oh, beat us. We're crap. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just building confidence over that stretch, not getting blown out, because that's going to undo all the good of this week and what they've been building over the past few weeks, I think is what I want to see from Hawthorne. I don't know where I don't know where you guys see the Brisbane game, but the last few weeks, we, last few years in particular, we've said Brisbane will probably blow out Hawthorne, and Hawthorne have... Just absolutely gone the gone the reverse, you know, Miller. They've uh, <laughs> they, they've been the ones to beat Brisbane. So, no, look, I'm with you, Cat. I think if they can at least be competitive, no one's expecting them to to beat the Saints or beat Port at Adelaide Oval, given how given how the power are traveling at the moment. Mm. Um, but if, even if if they run them to within three goals, four goals, avoid blowouts like they have been for most of the last couple of last couple of months, then you know it, it's all all signs are pointing up at Hawthorne. Um, yeah. j- just quickly on Weddle as well, Hawthorne gave up pick 27, a future second and a future third to Sydney for that for Jeez. that pick. So that was a lot to get Jeez. to get him in. And so far, look, it's only a small sample size, but he's really he's really doing wonders. Because yep. the way the kid's been playing, um, they wouldn't be too upset about <laughs> going hard for Great him. Show. I think. Great show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk a bit about another side that we haven't looked at too much so far this year, boys. Uh, the Giants have... Being an interesting one, they're sitting in the bottom four still at the moment, just the one win ahead of Hawthorne uh, on three wins and seven losses. But similarly, they've had a few pretty strong games in recent weeks. The Collingwood game wasn't great, <laughs> obviously, but um, even without Toby Green, managed to push the Dogs pretty well. Miller got that win over the Swans, um, pushed the, the Lions even too, uh, and then managed to get that win over Hawthorne and gather around. They've been patchy, but... There's similarly signs with them that maybe they're not as far back as we thought they might have been this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think much like Hawthorne, Cad, there's if you're a fan of either of these clubs, you're, you're going to be happy with how they're sort of travelling in terms of what's next, next year, three years. Um, I think they've progressed really well. I think Adam Kingsley's a great fit with what they're trying to do, their system. His expectations are very realistic um, and you can see very similar Doc to Craig McRae's style. Obviously, both come from a Richmond background, but their coaching styles are very similar. I think it's very much give the players all the belief they can and they can really achieve anything because they've been very good, I think, the Giants. Um, they haven't got the results a lot of the time, but 
they've had some really good positive results and players kicking on really immensely. And I just want to kick it off with our boy. Our, all three of us love him here, but Finn Callahan, Doc. Oh, yes. um, he, you can see why he was touted so high, drafted so high. He is going to be an immense player, I think, one day, and he's already showing great signs of it now. Yeah, well, I think all he need, all it needed was the exits of of Taranto and 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 Jacob Hopper to really make that come true. But seeing Finn Callahan on a wing is good because it enables him to sort of play play a little bit more to his strengths. And he's a great he's a great user of the ball by foot. He he can make really really sound decisions. And I thought to, I thought the game last night was was a clear example of that. I thought his his, his skills by foot were were pretty were pretty clear. Um, he kicked at eighty percent. Disposal efficiency was about eighty percent as well. So, he's and the such fact, a big boy, he's just so big. He's, he's tall, isn't he? He's very, he's very. Tall. But I, I think the thing that impresses me the most about him is the fact that he is already for someone his age. He's a second year player, but the the fact that he can already cover the di- cover a long distance. He can float back, pl- play plays an extra hand in in defence, and then sort of managed to work his way up forward, get himself on the end of a scoring opportunity or at least provide a, someone else with a scoring opportunity. That's what I think impresses me already about him. And as you said, Miller, he was pick two in, in the draft a couple of years ago. So he's he's, he's already shown his worth and he's, and, it's, and it's such a it's such a joy to see. Yep. Yeah, one of those guys that has really kicked on well. Uh, Lockie Ash is another one that um, I've really yes. liked the look of so far this year. Had a few... Eric kicks on the weekend, but he is still a young kid. Uh, it's going to happen, but I think his run off the halfback flank, you know, they've really relied on guys like Whitfield and Kelly to move the ball over the past few seasons, Miller, but they're finding a guy who can do that now in Ash, and I, I think he's had, he's had a couple of games where I'd say he's been genuinely elite in that position. The fireman, Cat, lucky Ash. He's, uh, <laughs> he's been very good, I think, with this season, but... I think, you know, another thing, a lot of their players have taken a big step, Cat. I think Brent Daniel's taken a massive step. Yes. Obviously missed all I was of last year. Him if you didn't. But what do you talk about you talk about him, Cat? I think that he's been immense. Well, I mean, he's for a guy that missed significant amount of footy as well, and to come back and once again, another guy who feels like he's been around for a lot longer than he has. He's also only twenty four. Um, <sighs> but he's come back better than ever. He's so reliable. Is, is probably the word I would use, Doc, when I think about Daniels. Um, you know, he's going to pop up for a goal every week. He's only had a couple of games where he hasn't kicked a goal, and I think he's kicked two or more on about four or five occasions this yep. year as well. Um, but he's adding layers as well. His forward pressure's been great. Um, when he's around the forward half stoppages, he's getting his hands on the footy in the contest too, um, which is what you, uh, what you can really ask for from a small forward, um, especially in a team like the Giants who... Much like I said, Whitfield and Kelly driving that ball movement, they've relied on Toby Green a lot in that forward half over the past few seasons. And we're seeing guys that are coming through and able to pick up the slack there. I just want to point out Lockie Ash's game, uh, not Lockie Ash, Brent Daniels' game on the on, on Sunday against St Kilda. 25 pressure acts, Cat. Um, oh, now, now th- those, those that listen to the podcast uh, will know that I, I like to harp on about Brent Daniels' 2019 finals series. I thought he was one of the most underrated, influential figures in that run because he comes up with very important goals when you need it. And I think a lot of a lot of the criticism on the Giants' forward line the last couple of years has been too Toby too Toby Green reliant. And yeah. fair and fair enough, the guy's a superstar. I mean, why would why wouldn't you why wouldn't you hedge your bets on Toby to kick you a bag of four or five every week? But 
I think Brent Daniels from me is the guy that they need to look to at, at certain points, and they, and the fact that he gets up the ground as well now that it's yeah. it's a testament to his ability to work hard and his and his work rate in particular. Um, just sort of wanted to touch on a man that I know is very very close to your heart, Alex Miller, uh, Big Briggsy. Yes, made made his made his return uh, on the weekend. Finally, uh, binned Matt Flynn, which is uh, which is very very good. I I like to thought I'd like to think. Look, at the end of the day, I think Barge Marshall won out because he's a much more experienced ruck. Mm. But I thought Briggsy gave it a superb crack. Yeah, I mean, 16, 16 disposals, fifty four ruck contests, but twenty two hitouts and eight to advantage, as along with ten contested possessions. I I think a lot. I, I think a lot of the criticism from Briggsy was that he wasn't that he wasn't that multi-layered. He was just a one-dimensional tap ruck. Yeah. But I thought I think fair play to him. He's really gone back and he's really worked hard and, and it goes back to the GWS department as well because they've really stuck that through him when they could have easily given more games to Shane Mumford. Um, <laughs> the first half he won the matchup. Marshall yeah. only had a couple of touches uh, through to half time. He really exploded in the second half. So fair play to him. He was great. I'd like to see them combine, boys. I'd like to see Flynn and Briggs because with Cadman down there playing almost like a third tour, you've got Hogan as your key forward. You talked a couple of weeks ago, Cad, about Himmelberg going down back, particularly mm. with Sam Taylor. And I reckon it'd be a nice move to have, you know, Flynn and Briggs rotating as a resting forward, a good target. They're actually both really good marks, I think, as well. So I don't mind it. There's plenty of positives around the Giants. Just a couple of names for Rakoff. Xavier Halloran's had a good season since he's come in. Really impressed with him. I think that Toby Bedford as well. You can see why they went Snows. after him. <laughs> you can see why they went after him, boys. He, he adds a lot of layers, I think, to their forward line. But we've got to talk about Toby Green. I think like we, we've touched on him a few times. Him and him and his brother Tom, even though they're not related. Green Green, um, oh, Green's but Toby Green, Cat. Well. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about him. He's added a layer to his game. His ball winning ability is something that. He's always been able to sort of average, you know, 10, 11, 12 touches a game. But now he's pushing the 15, 16 barrier with ease. And his ability up the ground to win the footy and create either a goal, a direct goal assist, or a scoring opportunity, I tell you what, it'd be off the charts because he's an absolute ball winner. Oh, he's, he, the amount of times he just puts his team on his back and says, come with me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his first uh, seven games he played before he was out for those two weeks, um, he only had that one really down game against Carlton. Every other week, he was playing to an elite level. Um, I think we, we've talked about all Australian locks. I don't know if Toby's a lock right now, given that he missed just a couple of games, but he's probably as close as you could be. I'd have him in my All-Australian forward yep. line right now if I'm choosing it today. I would too. Um, and Ooh, don't know. Averaging 18 disposals, nearly three goals a game. He's got to be in there. massive. He's got to be in. Absolutely he's in, massive. He's, he's in, I'd, th- I'd say he's in the conversation, but... Five uh, inside fifties as well, Doc. He's who's huge. in front of him? Charlie Cameron's in front of him. Yes, for smalls, I'd probably Charles. only have Charlie for smalls um, in front of him right now. But no, look, it's an interesting question. I thought, I, I think, since he was appointed as the sole captain, he's really taken this responsibility to heart, and I think it comes out in his games where he tries to get a lot of other people involved when he's playing further up the ground as in in inside within that forward half still and. Four goal assists is a testament to just him being able to just get everyone involved. And he's a great team player, isn't he? He is, and when probably not he, something you could have always said about Toby across his whole career. <laughs> and, and, and and the thing about it was when he started the Giants, Miller, that he was that possession accumulator yeah. dude, and 
I, th- I thought, and you think, oh, look, that's very impressive for an 18-year-old. But once he got moved into the forward half and, and really got to see his forward craft stand out, a lot of people think, wow, okay, why aren't we just playing him as, as a forward? And yep. he comes and he comes in and he kicks it and he kicks like three or four goals. If he hasn't un if he has an uninterrupted season, he he's he's easily a sixty a sixty plus goal kicker. Yep. He's an absolute pleasure to watch as well from a football point of view. I think he's an immensely talented player and I think he's done great things. You though, Doc, you want to talk about a few boys. The the boys down back, the underrated fellas, Jack Buckley and oh, Connor Iden. I think Bucks. they've both done amazing jobs this year. Jack Buckley in particular, Miller, I think has been one of I, – I would consider him as one of the most improved players of the comp. Yep. Yep. I, I think the, the the fact of the matter is that he can do a lot of things. Like as a defender, he can he can win the one-on-ones. He can intercept Mark really, really well. He can, he can take on pretty much anyone and nearly win. Uh, the fact that he's come in and Sam Taylor's out and Phil Davis is still hurt and now Nick Haynes is going to be on the shelf for, for at least a week, maybe two. With, mm. um, I, I think he's, uh, he's just really risen to the occasion for mine and, I think when we saw him play a couple of years ago, Miller, I think that we both saw that we both saw yep. that there was a lot of potential with him. I think they were playing him up as a, as a third string forward, um, and still he gave it a crack and he looked like he could take a good grab. But back, but when we've seen him playing back this year, I think he's a natural fit. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, with that, um, just a quickie for you, gentlemen. Tom Green, since we haven't given him too much of a highlight, love is he in? <laughs> The top five. That's my, that's my quickie. Is <laughs> <laughs> he in the top five midfielders this season? Oh. Top eight. Top eight. Not top five. He's For not... mine, I have him just out. He's not... I'd probably have him sixth. He's, uh, let's see. Let's talk midfield. He's not better than Dawson. He's not better than Bont. He's not better than. I don't say. I don't think he's better than Clary yet. Uh... Sarong, I'd probably put above him at the moment too, Doc. Oh, it'd be very close. I don't know if I'd put Seba over him either. I think oh. Green, Green Green's a, a better goal kicker than he is. <laughs> Luke true. Parker, is he better than Luke? You're looking at Sarong, Anderson, probably Track. Um, I'll tell you what, though. He's definitely, he's definitely top, not, not, no. top 15 bracket. But he's a gun, isn't he, Kate? You should talk about him because he is He's fantastic. in the top 10. He's absolutely in the top 10. Yeah. Um, I think oh. I spoke about him a little bit on the pod after the, the Bulldogs game because he was my um, my man of the week and there was a loser. But... Um, <laughs> He, Toby Green's been putting his team on his back, but now Tom Green's starting to do it as well. That is dead set one of the best individual performances from a midfielder. Um, and Zach Butters may have just taken that mantle um, on Friday night, but geez, he's been... He, he is at the elite level now. Yep. I think it, you, we can all firmly say that he is now an elite midfielder. Yep. I don't um, argue with that at all. Absolutely. I think he's probably one of the best um, two-way midfielders in the comp. Yeah. Great yeah, call. He's worked good. a lot on his defensive effort stock and, and credit to him. And credit to the coaches as well. I think everyone at Cheeto has done a great job. I, I think the fact that when he was drafted a few years ago, they, they drafted him, he was just a pure inside midfielder. A guy that could just win the that could just win the contested ball. Over the last two years, we've seen him really establish the outside game. We've really seen him establish his defensive pressure. We've just seen him just Add layers upon layers of his game, and now he's you know he's closing in on as a top five midfielder. He's not there yet for Minecat. Um, I think there's others that are in his way, but if he but this kid's still only what is it now? His fourth season or fifth season? Hmm. He's still got a lot of time to go, and I think there's going to be a lot more 
a lot more footy left in him to say, okay, he's going to be. He might just be GWS's greatest midfielder. Oh. Yeah. Oof. That's huge. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I like that. Get stuffed, stuffed, Cogs. (laughs) By the end of his career, if he keeps, if this is what his prime is going to be like, and mind you, he's only just not even entering that proper prime age yet. uh, If he plays like this for the next six years of his career, then yes, I think it will be, he will be their best midfielder without a doubt. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right, uh, let's move on to rapid round, gentlemen. Oh, here we uh, go. Some good questions here. You've been uh, telling me there's some late changes to this, Miller. It's going to be you over to me this week. You're trying to punk him or something this week, Miller, <laughs> are you? Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I don't know what's going on. A bit of Chris Scott shenanigans here with the late changes. but It's it's a stand-up <laughs> app. Um, we've, we've had rapid round off uh, last week, so just a reminder, we've got 30 seconds. Uh, three. Yes, been doing a bit of time in the twos <laughs> to, to get, get its form back up. 30, 30 seconds. <laughs> Each for three questions. Um, Didn't know it was Kat, struggling. <laughs> Kat's going to answer them. Um, so the first question is about to go. So, Cat, right. my first question is: How can Voss justify keeping his job, and or should he? <laughs> and or should and or should he keep his job? Oh, how did I in, know this was coming? In your opinion, three, two, one, go. Well, the easiest way to do that is to be back in the top eight uh, by the time they reach the bye. At the moment, they're only two points out, and it's something that I think is very quickly forgotten. They've had some very poor performances over the last few weeks, but they can, as always happens, you can reverse that by winning a few. They've got winnable games coming up. They've got the Swans this week. They've got Essendon. They've got Gold Coast all before their bye. They need to win three of the next four. Melbourne, they'll probably drop. If they win three of the next four, I think they're fine. After that is where it gets a bit messier. Got to be in the top eight at a minimum by the time they reach finals. That's very nice. Look at that. That's that's yeah, the time they reach the buy. Sorry, I'd, I'd, I'd actually just like to give a shout out to Harry Mackay for actually kicking a drop punt properly on Sunday. <laughs> he did a couple of them. He did it, it well. No, I thought he was good. Um, I thought it was very, very good. Just keep that up, young man, and we won't have to be talking about you kicking the ball like an absolute glute. <laughs> <laughs> the next question, Cat, I've got is who is your fa- flag favorite? From now, go. I, I I know it's been very easy to say Collingwood boys, but at the moment I'm going to say Brisbane. I think oh. Brisbane have the best wins under their belt right yeah. now. They demolished, uh, demo- no, sorry, didn't demolish. They beat Melbourne pretty well. Demolished Collingwood. The only mark on their record at the moment, I'd say, is that big loss to Port Adelaide. Everything else, pretty pretty bloody solid from Brisbane so far. They've beaten the teams when it counts, other than Port. I don't see any reason why they couldn't win the grand final this year. That's nice. That's a good answer. Did the game against the dogs not count or anything, Cat? Did it? <laughs> yes, and the and the dogs game that was pretty poor. But the doggies are showing they're very quality, Doc. Yeah, very very quality. I tell you what. Yeah. I tell you what. I, I, I'd love, just love to mention that the dogs are probably one of the best defensive teams since we gave them a bake in round two. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Absolutely. They deserve a shout out. Um, that's the Lions, boys. Final question, Cat, and the toughest one. Oh, hello. Who is a better chance to finish top four, the Bulldogs or Port? Oh. <laughs> oh Three, my God. two, one, go. It's funny you ask this because I actually did do the ladder predictor earlier um, <laughs> on the sh- before the show started, and I actually have the Bulldogs making the top four from this point. I think they've got a good run ahead of them. A lot of games that 
with the form that they're currently in, and like Doc said, with a lot of improvement defensively, they've got a lot of games they should be able to win. They should be aiming to beat the Cats at Marvel, especially with the injuries they've got. Freo they should beat. They get the Pies at Marvel. That's a game that if they play to their very best, they can win that one. From there, not too many tough games. That's a good call. Doc's, Doc's happy with that answer. Car. He loves it. Look at him. <laughs> Phil he my, loves it. My desk is rising quickly at the moment. <laughs> it's true. You've got a very good fixture, Doc. All the all the teams in the top eight you play until you play Geelong at the end of the year, you've got them at home. Yeah, it is a very good draw. I must I must agree with that. Um, yeah, uh, look, very happy with where we're going, but we are susceptible to dropping these <laughs> these these games. So we I'm are not. Okay. Our coach by Luke Beveridge. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Can, can we get rid of James O'Donnell? What the hell has he been doing the last two weeks? I saw, I saw a flashback today, Doc, to the end of the 2021 season when you dropped the top four in those last three weeks. Yeah, don't remind and me. I, I was like, oh, I remember that. That time. That was, you're not going to want to repeat of that. I think the way you're playing at the moment, there's no chance of a repeat of that happening. Liam Jones has got to be in the considerations as a recruiter of the year, boys. Not a doubt in my there. mind. Well, if you'd like to hear a bit about our recruits of the year, you can get along to our subscriber content, which we're about to discuss. Uh, We're going to be talking about the top 10 pickups of the season. Let's move on, boys. Super coach. There's a good good week all around this week. Um, I know, not for you, Doc, the comeback has been... Nipped in the bud almost as quickly as it started. The trains lost the wheel. Yeah. Oh, look, I wasn't expecting a win, but I was just expecting a like a nice score, and you know I got it. I actually, I'm actually quite impressed with my score here. Um, two thousand three hundred eighty-four. I lost to Dersmas arrow, which was half expected. I was actually in with the chance until he uh, vice captain loopholed uh, Zach Merritt, who had one sixty-two. <laughs> so thanks for that, Jordan. You jerk. Um, <laughs> no, well played. Um, well played. Um, there was absolutely huge scores um, across the league. Not just the league, but the whole bloody competition uh, this week. The top scoring bloke got over twenty nine hundred. Oh, he's a nerd. <laughs> he's a certified nerd. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, some huge have scores. A, have, a, have a shower, says Alex. Have Miller. a shower. <laughs> I, I only fell one point short of yours, Doc. So you would have beaten me again last week. Jeez. But you got oh, the win uh, over the rusty trombone, Miller. Big oh, win. I, t- I tell you what, he won't be uh, playing with the trumpet this week. That's for sure. He'll be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I, t- I tell you what. Cat Alex Miller was messaging me every bloody twenty minutes asking how how large oh. going. He oh, was he was riding him hard. Oh, I was very very happy with the team this week. Bailey Humphrey, the big the big ton, one hundred one boys. Cameron didn't work as well as the bottle because he did very well. I, I saw for you, for you boys. So so far that yeah. hasn't done too well. He got sixty two, Cameron, but. I'll tell you what, there were some happy people around the league. Um, yes, with I was happy too. I got I got the win over Buttersmania, which is very oh, nice. Um, because despite being named Buttersmania, he didn't have Butters vice captain. Oh, um, so uh, something that. Um, shout out to Danny with heavy duty, the top scorer of the round in the league. 26 20. Yeah. Huge score. Jesus Christ. Uh, Absolutely. Have a shower, Danny. Have a shower, mate. Wow. That's um, but looking over at the ladder as well, boys, it's getting interesting over in the A3 league. Um, it's still uh it's it's still big at the top. I'm I'm nearly <laughs> in the top eight. My aim for this week was to make it into the top eight, and I just didn't. So um, I'm not overly stoked about that. 
Uh, well, you're you're only percentage behind John Ralph Cat, so that must be. <laughs> Want to get way. above bloody Ralphie too? Miller in eleventh, and Doc unfortunately falling back down seventeenth. Back back loss. back in the bottom four. Some results didn't go uh, my way. Um, Tiger Time got the win. Uh, shut up, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, and, the, and I think the cuck and funts got up as well. So, <laughs> Dude, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Matthew, still up in first place. You absolutely smashed it, mate. Still haven't lost a game oh. yet. Uh, Des Mazzaro sticking in second and rounding out the top four. Danny Heavy Dude, as we said, moved in to that one. And uh, Jade with the Phil Thorps is back in there. Rusty Trombone and Slobo have taken a tumble out. <laughs> some, sh- some showers are needed on that list. Uh, <laughs> some major showers. Now, well done to those people. I, I mean, as we said many times, Kat, we are the amateur chums. We talk yeah. about it like we know what we're talking about. We talk about our moves and how good they sound and they get five minutes into the game and the poor fucker gets injured and you've got to try the man <laughs> next week. So uh, don't listen to us. But I'll tell you what, it's been fun. It's going to be interesting. I've got a few points, boys. Mm. Um, obviously, Oliver out for a couple of weeks. So I don't know if I'm going to hold him or not. We'll be interested yeah, this is... This is interesting. It's it's the big story, and you know, bugger what Melbourne are up to. It's uh, this, it's all the super coach users that have him at the moment. I think. Oh, no. I think as as of last night, I think about eight thousand people traded him out. Um, I think I'm going to hold him, Doc. I've got to hold Clary. I know he needs a haircut, but he, I'm going to hold him for now. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in a bit of a bit of a position here, and and you know what? I don't care. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try and explore some moves. Um, <laughs> What I, what I've currently got at the moment is that I've traded him out. Um, it might be like a waste, but I've brought in Ollie Wines as a cheapie, four forty three. He had one hundred and ten on the weekend, so okay. even if he gets me like a little seventy eighty, little seventy eighty ninety bomb, that's okay. I'm I'm not too fussed about that. And I've brought in uh, Humphrey B Bear as well from the yeah. Suns. Um, <laughs> uh, in exchange for Lockie Cowan, who should have been traded out years ago. Um, <laughs> but I've also thought about it. Um, where, where's my bloody plan here um so I've, I've i've got a couple i've got a couple of scenarios so if i decide to keep clary um if it's a two-week injury which look it could be um i think i might trade still you know humphrey bear, bear still stays in <laughs> um but trade oscar baker for george wardlaw and have okay, the and have the midfield it. sort of work like that and Yes, um, I took I took the punt on Wardlaw yeah, straight in, well, and he got you. me a nice eighty-five. So I was very happy with that. My well, problem, not with I'm, Sam Simpson and his twenty, but anyway. <laughs> My problem with that though, Cat, is that I want to see Wardlaw this week. Uh, yeah, look, it's good getting eighty-five on a shit Sydney team, but I want to see what it's like on a good team. Um, but that, but it's not a bad shout. I, I, all, all the same, you know, one ninety-three. It's a little bit of a price to pay, but you know, if he gets you if he gets you seventy eighty every week, then yeah, go, yeah, Small good. Four. Price to pay for another couple hundred. K what are you there. doing, Cat? Because my trade news isn't interesting. I'm making no I, trades I, this week. I do no have trades. one. I do have one more option here, boys, and I want to hear your thoughts about this. It's called the all-in option. Oh no! <laughs> so, <laughs> say no. This sounds promising. <laughs> so Clary goes out. Obviously, uh, I trade out Chin Cotter as well because he's not playing anyway, so he Let's can stuff, in, get stuff. I trade in Humphrey Bear. I trade in. Zach Butters. <laughs> oh, Butters mania into Doc's team. The kitchen sink is gone. Um, so, so the difference between option one, uh, which is the one with uh, Ollie Wines, it, is if I get Wines and Humphrey in, it's 164 grand in salary, and I can actually use that to trade out Oscar Baker. Potentially Sav, I can get another cheap uh, discounted primo for, for Wardlaw and, and, and another chap. Potentially uh, Tom Stewart or, or Sam Doherty, I'm thinking. 
Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, if I trade in Zach Butters and, and Bailey Humphrey, I get uh, nothing in salary. Basically, I get <laughs> I get just under two grand. That's it. You want to have a bit of flexibility, I think, Doc, just in case you need to move things around next week. Yeah. So yeah, look, I'm probably leaning towards the, that first option: Wines and, and Humphrey in. I get Wardlaw in next week, and potentially somebody else. But at least we have nine trades uh, at the end of next week. But <laughs> who cares? Um, <laughs> Anyway, let's hear what you've got to say, Kat. I've been talking on too much. Um, well, originally I was just going to get Clary out and get uh, Sarong in. You know, mm. Doc's man, we love him. Yeah, um, Seba. He's scoring, he's scoring very, very well. Tons week after week after week. But I saw an opportunity um, and I've gone instead for the, the lower priced option. I've gone the downgrade from Clary to Connor Nash, boys. Um, 148 like this. this week. His price is, is going up. He's already gone up 100k. And his scoring has been very, very consistent over the past few weeks. Um, he's racked up his third ton of the season, um, 105 back in round eight. And his lowest in the past three weeks was an 86. Um, he's not doing the tagging role anymore. He's playing a lot more freely and he's scoring points. Um, so I'm, I'm going to get him in. Don't uh, I've seen the opportunity to get uh, Lockie Cowan out. And Jack Henry <laughs> played his first game for the season last week. What's he so priced at, Cat Young? Three thirty-eight for eighty-seven this week. Okay. Um, if he's hmm. getting a few of those, he could be a very, very nice addition to the back line. I'll just be complete, happy. complete my back line here, gentlemen. Yeah, it's not bad. I like that, Cat. That's skilled from you. That's dynamic. That's what we're looking at this week. If I decide to leave Henry, maybe for one more week, see what he gets. I might just do the uh, Clary and Sarong. But if Clary's yeah. injury is only two weeks, I might hold him. Yes, we I'm, shall I'm, see. I'm holding him. I am holding him. I'm this is the this like is the a... same man who held Elliot Yo for about five weeks. So yeah, I'm look, not, I'm, I'm not inclined to listen. I'm a bit of a, I'm, here, a, I'm a bit of a Velcro man. Cat, they get stuck to me. I can't let them go. I love them too much. Look, uh, um, uh, can, I just, can I just say as well, Miller? Shout out to you for um, cons- uh, getting me to bring in Lockie Ash, who gave me 89 this week. Yes. Which is- which is very, very good. He, he wasn't looking good at quarter time. He only had like 10. I was about ready to strangle him. Pulling your hair out, Doc. I wish my left field one worked, but Cameron got bloody 62. It's not very good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, I'm I'm doing some risky stuff this week. I'm fielding Brother Seamus and Weedle Dan back, moving Dawson mm-hmm. into the guts, swapping him with um, Chincotta. So Chincotta's on the bench. Hopefully Chincotta plays. But the midfield's still nice enough with – Oliver on the bench. Um, Ashcroft being very good, 124 on the week, and says, up yours to anyone that traded me out. Um, and I almost had a big <laughs> a big F up on the weekend, boys. I had Barge VC'd because um, I was always going to captain him, but I had Lachlan, Lachlan McAndrew on the ground. And <laughs> oh, then no. I, heard, I heard it with about 20 seconds left, he's about to play. So I had to switch his ginormous 206-centimeter <laughs> ass to the bench. Um, otherwise, I would have ended up with 53 as captain. Um, oh, so shit. luckily oh, no. I did that. But, yeah, look, um, all's okay at my club. Nobody's – I mean, Ryan Angler got 21, not very good. But, I mean, yes. I'm not – Sam not, Simpson not, dropped a nice 20 for me. So that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> a, nice, a nice dog turd 20. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you don't have Noah Anderson, who costs about six hundred thirty-two thousand, and gave me seventy-three. Yes, oh, I, no do, I do, Doc. Don't worry um, about it. Look, also, also, Will, also, Will Day had seventy-four, but I'll give him a pass this week because he had that bloody Xavier O'Neill on him. Yes, he did it to Noah. On, Noah did it to Noah Anderson last week, and he, and now he's done it to Will Day this week. So anyone He'll who's got back this week, Doc. Anyone, anyone who's got Zach Merritt in this week, stiff shit. You're going to get Xavier O'Neill running with him for four quarters. 
shit first off. I'm not sure which one of you boys it was, but uh, one of you suggested Darcy Moore um, in oh, this week. Oh, that would have been me. That would have been me. Talk. And uh, he got me a nice 151. So thank you for that, mate. It was a great little suggestion there. No, it was good. I was considering about it last week as well. 501 um, would have involved uh, shelving somebody, Max, and I think probably Sav, but uh, I, I kept Sav in. He got me a nice little 75 as well. So I think, I, yeah, he's got to break him in 55. So he should take that this week and probably be uh, enough, to tra- enough to trade him away next week. So go me. Beautiful. Well, a big week coming up. It's always a big week in the Supercoach, boys, because it seems like everyone we bloody play is uh, above us, which is annoying. Every, um, anytime someone plays against us, they, they, they act like they're on meth, and then <laughs> in the next in the next week they turn into a bloody kitty cat. Yes, I know. Um, it's very annoying. Uh, but round 11, Please some, good, some good matchups we're looking at here. A few big ones uh, across the league here, boys. I'm keen to see uh, Heavy Duty and the Men of Deal. Yeah, that's a massive contest. Um, I've got Sheasel right down in last, so I better bloody beat him, please. <laughs> no, um, you, you, you'll, you'll beat him, Cat. He's no good. Miller up against Mighty Mediocrity. Yeah, you'd hope you're looking for a win there as well, though. Uh, I don't know, Cat. My team's crap. I'm worried about it. And uh, Doc against the Bevolution down in 18th. <laughs> you'd have to win this one. Well, the Bevolution scored, pr- scored pretty highly last round as well, so this is a ma- massive, massive game for me, and Jeez. I've got to sort, and it'll be interesting because I've had a look at his team. It looks like he's got, he had Clary as well. So what he does with him will be interesting. If he decides to rest him, I win pretty much. Uh, <laughs> if, if not, then I'm, I'm in a bit of trouble, I think. Well, the, the big matchup as well um, that I didn't just mention that uh, Rusty Trombone is taking on, oh shit, I've just lost it there. But There's Mazzaro. There's Mazzaro. That's a huge one. Second versus fifth. That's going to be a final deciding game right there. Um, so some huge matchups in the A3 Supercoach League this week. Um, also, well done to anyone that has Samson right. He got 58. <laughs> I, I made the call, Miller. I got Sav back on the ground and Samson on the bench. So I was very happy well, with that. Well done, week. Kat. You've done well there. Uh, let's talk tips, gentlemen. Um, one of our other favourite competitions here at the A3 Footy Podcast. Uh, I had a good week this week. Seven out of nine. Pretty happy Seven. Seven? Six. Oh, Doc's in the lead. No, I'm, I'm, no, oh. I'm on. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm on six as well. So Miller and I, we're we're kind of squabbling at the top here. It's 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 almost like a common wrestling scenario where the, where two people are just sort of squabbling <laughs> over the belt, and in comes someone like Cat who sort of just slithers in and just sort of. Yeah, so I've made up. I've made up ground on you boys. Oh. Sort, of, sort of tries. Sort of tries to pinch it from us, and uh, it's yeah. a sumo wrestle doc, and there's a sniper, and it's Cat, and he's just shot <laughs> shot us both. That he's coming from the cup. Well, I'm still last. I'm still last. I'm yeah, 55 well, now. What are you boys? That was never in dispute. That, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on fifty nine. So um, Ooh, only four more. Only four no, more. As I've said, you, you're sort of sneaking up behind us here, cat. So you might you might actually right. catch us. You might actually you, catch. I tell you what, Friday night could be. This could be a deciding tip. To see who who does what here. Yes, Friday night, the Swamp and the Ooh. Blues. Uh, both these teams are traveling like crap at the moment. I really do not know who to tip. But if Carlton lose this game, Vossi's gone. Oh, there it is. He's gone. <laughs> Tell you, tell you what the uh, the the sack bossy wagon Miller it's uh it's, it's it was warmed up last week and now after the uh, the Collingwood game it's uh 
it's it's ready to drive. Um, we're ready to drive over Michael Moss. Um, <laughs> they've stolen the, uh, the they've stolen the Ken Hinckley driver. Don. He <laughs> he said, "I'm quitting my dad shop here in South Australia. I'm gonna go to Carlton." So, so so what you're saying is Josh Carr has just quit the Hinkling Uprising and is going to is now t- partaking in the Bossy Uprising. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> bossy train. How is this game Friday night? I mean, what uh. in the sweet Lord has happened to get this shit on my television? Um, uh. I'm going Sydney because. At home, but no real confidence. I think Voss, I mean, get him out. They have to win this one. Swans have got no key defenders. Swans are crap. They almost lost the North. They only just beat them because some guy on the bench said hey, too, too many of them. Well, I hate them <laughs> both, Kat. That was Dane, Dane Rampey who pointed out said they made too many rotations. So <laughs> that's, that, that, that's real leadership qualities right there, man. Are you going to this one, though? I'm going Carlton. Sydney no. shouldn't have won last week, and it's embarrassing that they won the way they did. <laughs> I'm going to say two goal margin. Yeah. It actually is embarrassing. I'm going to get nine points. <laughs> Carlton by five points. Oh, and we will never watch this game ever again. Uh, Saturday, Arvo, St. Gilda and Hawthorne, uh, Saints. Saints. Saints are going to steady the ship a little bit here. They haven't yeah. been too convincing. No, actually. it won't be straightforward, this game. Mitch Owen's no. out. Um Thankfully, he's okay after that that incident as well, boys, which is great news. But yeah, oh, um, yeah Saints. But I think Hawks a lot of confidence. Doc, as we said before, they'll they'll be they'll be beaming from. They us. want to push him here. How did you, you view Maxie King's game, Miller? Yeah, I was mightily impressed. I thought Maxie presented well. Nice. Was it four in the nice end? Nice four bomb. Four bomb. Four bomb. Um, so he played well. I think that he's a, he's going to be working his way back into a tough tough matchup this week with Sicily and Frost, two uh, angry, lengthy operators. So it'll be a very be a good good game. Good game I, I, don't piss them off, man. I, I, I think Maxi kicks another five. St Kilda win. Yeah, go Saints. Yeah, see on Saturday over a game. Melbourne and Freo at the G. There might be about fifteen thousand people at this game if we're lucky. Jeez, we had, there was about 15,000 people when we went a few years ago, Miller, to that game. Oh, God. Yeah, game. One, um, half of them were Nathan Jones' extended family. Um, I'm going to go <laughs> Melbourne, yes. Yeah, i tell you what, I, I still can't read Frio, to be honest. They beat them last year, Doc, as well. Yeah, they beat them last year. I, I think they their last few weeks have been pretty good. A lot has been made about their forward line. They, they've forward kicked, line's been unreal past three weeks. Yeah, they've kicked back-to-back-to-back to back to back, uh, hundreds, uh, Miller, so don't count them out of this game. Back-to-back. Um, back. Uh, having said that, though, I think Melbourne will be really pissed off after the last Friday night. I, yeah. I expect them to bounce back, and they'll win reasonably well, I think. All right. Saturday, Arvo, at the Cattery Geelong. from Twilight game. Geelong the Giants. Yeah, Geelong. It's going to be Geelong. <laughs> yeah, Geelong. Anyone coming back for Geelong after last week? Um, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't think. I don't uh, know. I'll just have to look at the injury list. They'll still I'm come. Half, I'm half tempted to go GWS, boys. Oh, oh you naughty boy. Don't do it. Talk talk. I'm, half, I'm half tempted to. The Cats were just listless on, on They on were Saturday. crap. I was very disappointed with their effort. Um, oh, GMHBA Stadium, though. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, wait, I'll wait until 10th, but at the moment, I'm, I'm sticking with the Giants. Oh, Stick with the Giants. Jeez, that's a huge um, upset call, Doc. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. Who, 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 is Sam Simpson going to kick a winning score for them this week? Or is he going to fucking shit the bed again? <laughs> Come on, Sammy. We need something. Um, Saturday night up in the north end. This is an interesting game here. Gold Coast and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Danger yeah. game, Doc. I'd, I'd be watching out here. 
Yeah, the uh, the winning streaks in jeopardy at the moment. Um, the, look, the Suns usually like to play TIO Stadium. They've been in some decent form. They gave Brisbane a bit of a run for for three quarters as well. I'm going to say the doggies. Doggies are in better touch, but this will be a good game, I think. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting that um, that defense that that forward battle is going to be interesting. Who stops Maxi King? Who stops uh, it, Chol- Chol- Cholby's not playing, is he? He's been in and out of the team. Kaz yeah, Bolton will be back this week. Yeah, well, keep, keep, play last week, so. keep, 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 keep Cholby out, Miller. I think he's he's no good. Piss him off. He's no good. Um, um, I'll back us in. I think I, I think last week was really really impressive. Should have should have beat Adelaide by eighty points, not forty five. But that's uh, that's what happens when you play in a shithole like Ballarat. Um, it's cold. <laughs> it's windy, and, and no and no one gets a decent cup of coffee or a Powerade there. <laughs> well. You can't get anything up there. You're <laughs> not going to get much better up in the north and just going to be sweating your ass off the whole time. Oh, look, you'd rather, you'd rather, be, in, rather be in the warm, hanging around with the crocodiles and hanging out with plebs um, in Ballarat. It's just been reported, boys, by Tom Morris that Dimmer has quit. Um, I'm not oh, sure what? if what? that's true. SEN have just put it up. Um, says the triple premiership coach has decided to quit his job. Hang um, on. That's strange. No, surely not. Uh, Jesus. Surely um, not, Miller. Sources with knowledge of the situation believe genuine burnout is a factor. Bloody hell. Oh. That's massive. No, that that's huge. Press conference press conference tomorrow as well, so we'll we'll get a definitive answer, but it sounds like <sighs> like considering consi- considering that we've considering that we've just hung shit on him for being grumpy the last couple of weeks. I don't think this surprises me, to be honest. Oh, I'm genuinely shocked. What's the, what? What are your thoughts on that, Miller? <laughs> um, I I don't know what to think. I'm in actual genuine shock. Um, I what loved him. Huh? A coach just actually quit midway through yeah. the season. Um, I guess yeah. Leon Cameron kind <laughs> of quit, but Jesus. it seems like it was a bit of a if you don't quit, we'll fire you. Genuine disbelief. I um, Jeez. I can't believe that. Look, it's a bit wow. of a shock. I don't really know what to say, but I God. think I think we might have a more detailed discussion on this next week once oh. we actually know the details. Jesus. Um, uh, but actually, it's actually one of the rare rare occasions that we're actually able to break news here on E oh. three. That's crazy. Jesus. Um, um, where were we in the tips, by the way, boys? I'm tipping the dogs. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm tipping the dogs too. Um, back my club, back my club in. We should we should win pretty comfortably. Gee whiz! Um, well, it's the other Saturday night game. We have to win this game. Essendon and West Coast over. Yeah, dogs. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! If, if the uh, the previous 18th best club in the comp can uh, beat West Coast by 20 goals, cat, I think We've you can do it by. To. I think you can do it by 40. We've got um, to put them to the sword. Dons. Yeah, easy. Go Dons. Uh, well, what could potentially be a caretaker coach coaching this game now? Uh, Richmond and Port Adelaide at the G. Oh, we're gonna get fucking pumped. Who, who, who's who? Who who, would co- who comes in to coach? <laughs> Peter Gale. Bloody, uh, well, Teague and um, Truck are both assistants, aren't they? Yeah, be one of them, you'd think. Teague, he's a specialist at messing up seasons, so he'll step in nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem like he's much help doing that at the moment, mate. Well. Um... Um, Port. This is going to be weird if Dimmer's actually not coaching you. Port. Gee whiz. Sam, um, Samson Ryan to captain uh, to play a coach or? Yeah, Port. Yeah, uh, Port. Zach Butters has 50 touches, Miller. Yeah, probably. <laughs> about 150. 
Uh, Sunday, <laughs> Arvo at Marvel, Collingwood and North. Uh, Pies will do them in pretty easily here, you'd have to think. Yeah, Pies. Pies. Jeez, yeah, um, i tell you what, Brett Ratner's uh, coach, is, uh, that magic's going to wear off pretty quickly, I think. <laughs> Don't yeah. there was much magic to begin with there, Doc. Well, um, they won. They did. No, they nearly did. <laughs> oh, um, and they, sorry, they nearly won. Nearly won. No, the, not on the interchange anything to say about it. Um, the final game of the round, Adelaide and Brisbane. I'm actually looking forward to this game, boys. Tex coming back in, Filthy Philthorpe coming back in, Duday coming back in. Could be yep. a danger game to the Lions. All the chaps no. come. All the chaps come back in for Adelaide. I think it changes <laughs> the dynamic. It does Consider- it considerably, does. Miller. It does. Okay, it does. Yes, it does. But Brisbane, they're, they're Brisbane will still win. Brisbane are too, <laughs> too hot of football. Brisbane will still win. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, Lions will win. I think they'll win pretty comfortably. Put yeah. put the captaincy on Josh Dunkley this weekend, boys. He'll go. Yes, off. I like that. Yes. Well, just before we finish off, um, I know it's literally just happened, Miller. But if Tim actually is stepping down, where does the coaching job go from here? Um, I don't even know, Cat. Well, as I said, I am genuinely stunned with this news. Um, bit upset, actually. I mean, I oh, love Dimmer. Been a big part of our club for a long time. Big part of my football knowledge as well. Um, seen some dark days with Dimmer, but some great success. So, um, I have no idea. Genuinely, I mean, probably see somebody like Teague see out the year in terms of. Future years, F- fuck, fuck knows. <laughs> I don't know how to answer. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, I, 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 I don't know. This one next week, gee whiz, Shady, get him in. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, Miller, there might 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 be a new uh, new storyline oh. for Ken Hinckley. It's not the uprising; it'll be the uh, the poaching job of Ken Hinckley. Oh, I can't believe this. Get, get Kenneth to the club. Wow, this is uh, this is unscripted A three. We unprecedented airs here at A three. Uh, well, that's going to be the way to close us out. I think, this week. Um, thank well, you for... <laughs> there'd be no better way to do it after that. Oh, thank you for listening along in this week's episode of your A3 Footy Podcast. Make sure you follow along with our socials so you know when new episodes come out. A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram at A3 Footy on Twitter. And, of course, email a3footy at gmail.com if you'd like to send us in any questions or anything. Get around the subscriber content as well. Low price of two ninety nine a month. You're getting bonus content every single week. That's cheaper than Laundry Day, Cat, at the Coin Laundry. <laughs> That's an absolute piss up. you got to get gold coin, Gold coin donation. Well, a couple yeah. of gold coins. A couple of gold <laughs> not not far off. Cheaper than a bloody snag down at Bunnings. Cheaper than the footy record. It's every month. Cheap, uh, cheap, cheap, cheaper than anyone's only fan subscription by the sounds of it. Cheaper chips all around. I tell, I tell you, just before you go, Cat, what do you reckon? What do you reckon, Miller? Ken Hinckley uh, white anting instead of the uprising. <laughs> he, he, he's, taking, he's taking Dimmer's job. <laughs> I can't believe this. Oh, gee whiz. All right. Well, with all that said, make sure you stick around next episode. It's going to be a huge discussion here. I won't be here. I've got a job interview at Richmond, Cat. It's going to be all lined up at the door, I think. Oh, my uh, God. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I haven't been Dimmer Hardwick. He's <laughs> nowhere to be seen. Stick with us the next week. Jeez. He's, he's walked out the door, Cat. <laughs> Don't go Tigers. Bloody hell. Go Port. Go Ken. Shit. <laughs>